Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. Rage all you want. Let's roll. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabe Morency. The pips, the players, the hustlers, the people of Boston, but everybody else in between. Let's do this thing. The Twisted Tuesday has begun. The countdown to kickoff continues in the National Football League. It's getting real uh, right now. Overnight hours. We're now just eight days away from the start of the regular season. Of course, uh, that was the rosters and the cuts uh, that went down uh, today. The rosters had to be announced. The big story of the day was Jonathan Taylor and would he be traded from the Indianapolis Colts? Uh, Yet, very similar situation to James Harden. And Sports are, you know, we're in a new world right now, and we see a lot of things that just, you know, aren't aren't normal uh, anymore. And I don't know. I come from the school of if you're going to trade somebody, you don't tell everybody you're going to trade the guy. Like, it's just, it's not, you know, I don't think you have to go to the Wharton uh, School of uh, Business to figure that out. Like, like if you're James Harden, you're the Philadelphia 76ers. You tell everybody, yeah, we're you know, <laughs> we're gonna sign them, but then we're gonna trade them. Well, it's like, well, I kind of know you kind of are in a tough spot here, and you you're forced to trade him. So I'm not gonna offer you as much as if you would act like it's such a big deal that you're trading him behind the scenes, right? And the same thing with Jonathan Taylor. It's like, yeah, whatever, dude. You already said, you know, like. So what happens is teams are never going to offer enough. There was no way Ursay was just going to let Jonathan Taylor ride off into the sunset like a happy camper. That wasn't going to happen. So we'll break it down. As far as I'm concerned, listen, I think I think Jonathan Taylor's getting screwed over, but whatever. It is what it is. He should take it up uh, with, with his PA more than anything. But truth be told, as a Buffalo Bill fan, it's probably a good thing that it didn't happen because the Miami Dolphins were the ones that was going to make it happen. And the whole thing with Jonathan Taylor isn't that people don't want him. It's not, you know, it's, that, that's not the case. It's not uh, It's not the case that, like, yeah, people don't want him. It's more the case, like, if you're the Buffalo Bills, you're the Kansas City Chiefs or something, you're the Cincinnati Bengals, if you're a team that your first-round draft pick is at the bottom of the first round, what do you care, right? If you can get Jonathan Taylor for the 27th pick of the draft, sure, I'll do it, right? No, I, I, in a heartbeat. That's not what it's holding him back. The problem is you got to pay this dude. He wants like seventeen million dollars a year. Nobody's no, no running backs are getting seventeen million dollars a year. So you know whatever's going to happen is going to happen. But Merrick Brave will step up and in. He covers the uh, the Miami Dolphins. He's also a professional wrestler. He's also a wrestling coach and instructor. He's been on reality TV shows. Badass. Merrick Brave kicks it with us. Andrew McKinnis in the house with us this evening. We break it down. McKinnis. We talk CFL football, NFL uh, football, NHL hockey, and more with Andrew McKinnis. Rick Saratella normally joins us on the Monday Night Meltdown. Wasn't with us last night, but he's with us. This evening, Rick Saratella uh, kicks it with us in level three uh, tonight. So there's a lot of stuff to unpack, uh, including Major League uh, Baseball. The Los Angeles Dodgers, the Dodgers are like a team. You know, it's like there's some things in life 
that are so good, dare I say, like this show. Right? Yeah, you just get used to its greatness on a nightly basis. So the Dodgers, you kind of get used to it. You look up, it's like, oh, Dodgers are winning. Hey, 9-1 again? This isn't normal what they're doing to teams. This is scary. They're a scary-ass baseball team right now. You've been warned. Let's roll. The late-night anger management class, the pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people of Boston, and everybody else in between. It's the Twisted Tuesday. This is Sports Ridge. I am Gabriel Moretzi, Series 6, M Channel 159 of the Sports Good Radio Network. Shout out to all the radio affiliates, including the Mightier 1090, ESPN Radio, SoCal, San Diego, in the house, St. Louis 6, San Diego 5. And there's really not a day that passes that somehow... The Montreal Expos are connected to something, or the Montreal Expos are brought up. I, you know, I swear you can't watch a Major League Baseball game without seeing somebody in the stands wearing an Expos uh, lid. No matter what, you know, what city it is, there's always some dude. Hey, hey this guy's you know sitting by an old play wearing an Expo um, hat. Pretty cool. Well, the Expos are in play once again tonight because San Diego are now 0 and 11 in extra inning games this season. It's the second worst extra innings record in a single season in Major League Baseball history, with the exception of No Zamor. And uh, that was the nickname of uh, the Montreal Expos in Montreal, No Zamor. Like our love. You know, um, the 1969 Montreal Expos were 0 and 12. In X-Training Games. We should note that the 1969 Montreal Expos were an expansion team. <laughs> All right? They weren't a team with a payroll of $280 million. I'll tell you that. 0 and 11 in extra inning games. That's almost as pathetic as the Toronto Blue Jays are with runners in scoring position. You find yourself in a wild card uh, chase. You've got um, you've got all these teams that are winning baseball games around you. You beat the Washington Nationals in the first game uh, of a series, and you're playing in a must-win game tonight. The Nationals are up 5-3. It's the bottom of the ninth inning. The Toronto Blue Jays have the bases loaded with nobody out. They couldn't get the ball out of the infield. Toronto and San Diego should play each other. The Underachiever Series. The Late Night Anger Management Class. This is Sports Rage. Vent your rage. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. Listening to Sports Rage Late Night with Gabe Marinci. It's the Twisted Tuesday. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabe Marinci, professional wrestler and Finn Sider, wrestling instructor. Merrick Brave will step up and in from Davenport, Iowa, in the house. Uh, runs a wrestling academy uh, with uh, Seth Freakin' Rollins. 
Uh, is he is he still doing that freaking thing in between his name? I'm not really sure. Um, but yeah, Merrick Brave steps up and in and joins us. Rick Saratella, allaccessfootball.com, NFL Draft Bible. Rick Saratella in the house tonight. We'll bring McKinnis in uh, momentarily. I mentioned the fact that San Diego lost in extra innings again. Now 0-11 this year in extra innings. Most uh, worst record in extra innings dating back to 1969, the expansion Montreal Expos. An expansion team. I got to be honest with you. I'm just surprised that the Expos actually went to extra innings 12 times in, in 1969 because they weren't very good. Uh, they were they were not very good. You know who was very good tonight? And this is crazy. This just happened. It just ended. Um, San Francisco Giants starter Alex Cobb. His no-hit bid ends with two outs in the ninth inning. Absolutely brutal. He goes nine innings, throws 131 pitches, strikes out eight. He only walked one. Um, uh, unbelievable. <laughs> when, it's all, when it was all uh, said and done. And um, it got broken up. Spencer Steer, with two outs in the ninth inning, uh, hit a double. Uh, what's crazy uh, about this, this it doesn't happen often. Alice Cobb is um, just the, th- it's the third pitcher in the last five seasons to come one out short of a no-hitter, joining Dylan Cease and Miles Mikolas of the St. Louis Cardinals. Andrew McKinnis steps up and in. That's that's tough, eh, McKinnis? Like, if you're if you're a champion, like if I've won World Series, it's before, like Clayton Kershaw is a good example. It's like he nearly had a perfect game. They pulled him out. It was like, yeah, it kind of sucks, but it's like, whatever. I'm going to the Hall of Fame. I'm a World Series champion, and I have $400 million. But if you're just sort of a dude and you're that close to a no-hitter, that, that's really, really tough and heartbreaking. What's going on, Andrew McKinnis tonight? How you doing? What's going on, Gabe? Good to be here with you, man. And I'll tell you what, that, that kind of reminds me of gambling, just like most things do in my life. And I'll tell you what, it's kind of like, would you rather <laughs> have almost won your play and, and lose by a buzzer beater at the last minute or have just gotten blown out from the first quarter? And I, I think in that example, you still have to hold your head high, right? You still have to, you know, be proud of yourself and people will respect you for how far you came in, in that game. But it's tough, man. I feel for the players in those circumstances. It's just so close to immortality. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Yeah, you're in the record books forever. It's like you can't take it away. I threw a no-hitter. Like They can't take it away from you. So close. Yet I said this tonight before the game, and I really doubt I'm going to be able to find this. Maybe somebody out there can. Um, But the San Francisco Giants, uh, McKinnis, they always win. They always win when they wear those City Connect jerseys. And I said it before the game tonight. Like, kiddingly. Kiddingly. Dave Sharapan was with us. And Dave's got, like, every baseball team's hat, like, times three. You know what I mean? Like, the alternate hat, the white hat, the black hat, the blue hat, the pink hat. Like, he's got every hat. So he was wearing the the City Connect hat, the San Francisco hat tonight. And I remember when the, the uniforms came out last year... Everybody said oh, they're terrible, they suck, they're bright orange and all this. And I actually, I'm a Dodger Dodger fan, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't be caught, you know, I, I ain't buying this jersey. But I think it's really sweet. You got the Golden Gate Bridge, and I like the city of San Francisco and stuff. But the rivalry with the Giants, but it's got the, it's, it's a beautiful jersey in my opinion. It's a great jersey, right, with the Golden Gate Bridge on on the shoulder and the clouds. It's just, it's super cool. And I said. I said to Cam and Dave Sherapan, I said, you guys hated the jersey. I remember the day it came out. You said it sucked. I said it was good. And the night they wore it, bro, the first time, they won like 9 nothing or something, okay? And I sort of caught on early. I was like, I tell you what, they seem to win a lot in these jerseys. And I don't know about you, McKinnis. I guess it's in my head or I'm going to get the damn record. But the Toronto Raptors are a good example. And trust me, because nobody knows the Raptors like I do as far as, like, games are concerned. And, like, I could tell you, oh, yeah, that regular season game eight years ago. Like, bro, whenever they wear the Drake jerseys, they don't win. I swear to God. 
when they wear the black and gold Drake crap and they change their floor and they change their colors completely, they never win. Right? I agree. They I've seen that. I know. I'm with you. Kittis. It drives me crazy. It's it's not in my head. You see it too. It's insane. Oh, yeah. And you know what's funny? They always make the biggest deal out of it. It's Drake night. It's Drake yeah. jersey night. Look at the floor. Every time. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah you're, yeah, you're preaching to the choir, man. You're preaching to the choir. I mean, I know it's a little bit of a different scenario because my Canadians were awful the past several years, but those new retro reverse jerseys, the, the pale blue, blue even the players knew. I used to watch interviews, and they were like, yeah, like we, we got to stop wearing these. I swear to God, like the players <laughs> knew about it, and they said, like, the we thing. understand. Yeah. It gets so in it the players' head, McKinnis. It's not just gamblers. <laughs> I swear. Because it, yeah, it gets in the players' head. They're like, man, we always lose when we wear these jerseys, or I suck in this blue. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like, somebody doesn't like the way it looks, and you know what I mean? They're like, oh, I don't like this. Dude, there's a reason. There's That's an easy excuse, too, Gabe, right? Oh, man, you know, I had a really good game last game when we weren't wearing these jerseys. I don't want to put this one on. I'm the old school guy and the old sports rage. I can't believe I'm buying into this. I'm like, you're damn right it matters. You know what I mean? <laughs> I swear to God, bro. I swear to God, even when I was a kid, when I played hockey, even, you know what I mean? I played. Our jerseys, it, it you know, it was it was different. Most of the time, we we had a black, we had a black road jersey all the time. It was black and red. My team was black and red. We were black and red, but so you know, a couple of years we had a white one, and then the other time we had just black and we had a red jersey. And bro, it was no joke. Like. I don't think we ever won wearing white. You know what I mean? It was like one of those deals where I was the goalie. It got in my head. I remember I was like, oh, God, we got to wear the red jersey tonight, don't we, right? I was like, son of a... I really was bothered even as a kid about it. Uh, you know what it is, though. Anyone who's played it's sports different. knows it gets in your head, bro. But, Gabe, we noticed it because it's different, right? Like we wouldn't we wouldn't say anything if they had a 500 record. We'd be like, oh, they're okay with these. You know what I mean? Or if they're win it's because it's like, yeah. For some reason, I always notice those Drake jerseys are on and they play poorly. It's a thing. Even with uh, the Blue Jays, I've noticed. You know what? I got another one for you. When the Blue Jays wear their Canada Day jerseys. They, they don't just wear them on Canada Day. They'll they, pick they get, different get, days to wear they them. They get blasted 12-2 every time they wear them. <laughs> Keep the blue jerseys on, please. I mean, don't even get me started You're on right. the blue jays. I mean, Third I don't show. know. Alejandro Kirk, uh, I mean, looks like he was running underwater uh, to home, ball. home plane. <laughs> you, get a, yeah. you, could roll, you could honestly, like, roll a bowling ball from th second base to third base, and it'll get there faster than that guy. Like, next time he tries to run, just roll him. Like, seriously. Like, the guy's like a fire hydrant. Like, what the hell was he doing on the base pass in the first place? Dude, yeah. they got it. 5-3, McKinnis. You got nobody out against the Washington Nationals at this time of the year. You got to win that game. Base Guess what Schneider said? Nobody else. said, I would have pinched run for him if we was only a one-run game. What the hell is the difference? What does that even mean? And then they lose by oh, yeah. one. Oh, yeah. And then if they lose they, by exactly. one. Exactly. <laughs> I watched the press conference. It didn't make any sense. He said, you know, we were down two runs. If it was a one-run game, I would have pinched run for him. What does that mean? I don't understand. Listen, I don't want to be a jerk and, and all that type stuff, but he's in over his head, and it's being proven right now. Right, he came in from Montoyo, who they thought was too buddy buddy with the players, and they wanted a more sort of tighter atmosphere in the clubhouse. So they bring Schneider in, who really he was there because he, you know, he, he went up through the ranks. He was in, you know, my boy Jason B. Takafin with the with the the eight ball Jays. He was there. He was in New Hampshire. He coached at all the levels of the Jays. Doesn't mean he's going to be a good big league manager. I'm not, you know, they're all to blame. He's not to blame. They're all to blame. Vladimir Guerrero's got to come up with a clutch hit for once in his life, too. It wouldn't hurt. This is Sports Rage. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. 
See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories. Stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. Wanna come with me and Wally to the Super Bowl? Oh, absolutely. My favorite team's in it. The Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, ever since I was a boy, I've always loved the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, they're good, but I wouldn't cut out the Denver Broncos. Yeah, I hear that President Clinton is going to be watching with his wife, Hillary. We're kicking it with Andrew McKinnis, and I see what he did. It took me a few minutes, actually, to, to, for it to kick in. Talking about City Connect jerseys. I brought up the Raptors, but McKinnis brought up hockey and the Canadian somehow. Montreal Canadiens, the Canadian, the kiss. Oh, he's got to get back to the pucks. He squeezed, eh, it's like the Canes in the blue jerseys, but you talked about it. But McKinnis, I just sort of found it, but I, I can't confirm all the, I'm seeing different numbers for different seasons. But, bro, all the stuff that I say, it's not in my head. The City Connect. They're 13 and 2 the last 15 times they've worn these jerseys. I did not know any number. I've never seen this. I'm surprised I even found this right now. But they don't lose. I'm seeing 23 and 7 last 30 in these jerseys. Can I ask you how you found it? I just punched in SF uh, Giants record and connect jersey. <laughs> oh. Okay, easy enough. Easy yeah. enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was fun. <laughs> okay. Um, but you know, like I you had said, a cool website different... to go to or something. <laughs> no, I'm seeing different dates. Reddit has everything actually. There's people on Reddit, so I'm seeing Reddit. That's June 21st. So you know, what I mean, all right, we gotta narrow it down to a couple of more. But the point is. Here it is. Columnist for the San Francisco Examiner wrote uh, that uh, yeah, 12 and two. Uh, now 13. So, like, there's all kinds of – they're all positive numbers, though. That's my point. Thing is, if you start wearing them every day, I guess you spoil it then, right? Well, what's the rule on that? I'm pretty sure they have, like, a schedule before the season even starts, right? Like, what jersey is going to be every day? Like, what if one guy yes, was like, do. hey, let's just keep wearing these? <laughs> they do. I wondered about that with the Raptors because I said, why the hell are they wearing this or that? And it turned out that they had to. It was, like, locked in. Right, you can wear this or that a couple of different times and stuff, but there, it is factual. Everybody knows. Like you'll notice, like the Raptors in a really big game, they'll wear the white and red with the North, with like the like they don't go with the gimmicky ones. Like that's why you'll know. And why? Why McKinnis? They won the NBA title in that jersey. That's the jersey that they wore in the playoff run, right? The North um, one, right? And. So they go back to it. There's something to it. I mean, like I said, this, this, this City Connect stuff, unbelievable. But speaking of unbelievable, what the hell is, like, Bryce Harper and, uh, and Trey Turner up to right now? Sometimes, McKinnis, you know what? Like, gambling on sports is tough. It's hard. It's not easy. But it is at the same point in time. We make it hard. Philadelphia Phillies, Bryce Harper, and Trey Turner are two amongst two of the hottest players in baseball. Like, literally... Like, Turner came into this series 29 of the last 96 at-bats, which is just an insane number. And and Harper coming into the series, I remember off the top of my head, he was like, I think it was it was seven, 19 of 36 type thing. 
But, bro, they're just both, like, crushing it throughout this series that we just keep hitting these same-game parlays, McKinnis. Phillies to win, Harper over one and a half. The only thing is, I'm an idiot. I should do Phillies to win and him and at home run and Turner and stuff. But I'll take the plus two tenths. I've won five bets on the Phillies-Angels series in the last two nights, every one of them plus 190 or more, McKinnis. I love that. And I love the fact that you're going back to the same guys. I was saying to you when we were on the break, too many people are too scared to go back to a bet they won yesterday in baseball and not bet it again the next day. When it's a series, they're playing the same team the next day. Why can't this guy stay hot? Why can't this guy keep doing the same thing? And if you do want to make those same game parlays, you don't want to go crazy with them. You know, one, two, three, maybe picks the most. It's amazing to, to boost those odds up. Get rid of that minus one 75 turn it into a plus price and get that great number in. and Gabe also you know I, I don't want to over um, you know complicate things but I'll tell you what some of these teams like the Phillies like the Braves look at what happens when they win games they are also hitting their team total I cashed a ticket today it was my best bet with my clients and it was over five and a half runs at plus 110 plus 105 you look at some of these games they've won you know maybe they just got there in a few of them but the Braves, the Phillies, so many teams like that, the Dodgers as well. If you're a kind of guy that's betting every single day, do you want to be laying the chalk of minus 170? I'll tell you what, I do not. You know, 12, 6, 12 again, 7, 6. And the best part is, even sometimes in defeat, they still cash these bets. That's my favorite part about team totals. Uh, team totals are, you know, team totals are something that I used in week uh, week zero college football pretty successfully, actually. But you know, I know, and I see a lot of people like old school handicapper guys, the grumpy guys, people that are grumpier than me, even like the grumpy guys. <laughs> nah, but the Come grumpy, on, Gabe. grumpy. You're, you're not too grumpy. I appreciate it. I mean, no, no, you know what I mean. But like, not a real grumpy. He's like, I see them on Twitter. Oh. The same game parlays, they're scams, they, you know, all these hosts are, they're, 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 they're leading people down a fake, you know what I mean, it's stupid, and, and you know, you could never win playing same game parlays. Well, I gotta tell you, I've been around gambling since 1982, okay, I started betting on sports in 1982, everybody, and... Same game parlays aren't completely new. I mean, whatever. I've been betting, oh, I'll take the under and I'll take a side in a game. Okay. You know what I mean? That ain't new. But the new stuff where you can basically parlay anything together, where you can go, yeah, you know what? I'm going to take this guy that he lasts five innings and I'm going to take this team to win. And suddenly it's plus 180. It's. It's great. Like, I'm killing it. It's actually my favorite thing of the day, McKinnis. Like I said, like, tonight, I won, like, four same-game parlays tonight. It's like, all right, good, plus money, plus money, plus money. And I'm winning plus money on games that the team's, like, minus 250 in and stuff. And it's just an easy flick of the wrist to, to get it into plus money. And as you said, all you need to know about the Dodgers. The Dodgers come into tonight 81-49. and 49. If you bet $100 on every one of the Dodgers games so far, you're only up $853, McKinnis. Think about that. They're 32 games over 500, and you'd be up $850. So unless you're doing the run line or you're doing these same-game parlays, you're wasting your time betting them. Big time. The, no the numbers hey. speak for themselves. And people won't realize that. That's the problem. I think I caught a second of your show earlier today. You were talking about the plus one and a half. I mean, the minus one and a half makes sense. The plus one and a half bet never made sense to oh, me. People are pretty me. much. Thank you for tuning in. I'm telling you, McInnes. It's another one that people like. I'm the only one that said that. I hear everyone on the show, and I'm not trying to be a jerk. I'm not trying to call them out. I just said, guys, this plus one and a half in baseball. What is? What are you really getting out of this? Like seriously, what are you? What are you getting out of it? It turns out, sixteen percent of sixteen percent of the time, teams lose by one run only 16 percent is nothing bro it's not good enough to be betting to be honest Gabe it made me feel good because I didn't have the stats like you did but I've always thought that as well so I was like oh nice it's it's nice to feel like my uh, my point was proven with some actual <laughs> stats I feel the same way with hockey with plus but the only time to do I plus one and a half with hockey I feel differently with when, hockey I feel in, differently. in my opinion sports different in my opinion the only time to bet the plus one and a half in hockey is if the total is five and a half because that's pretty much indicating to you it's going to be a lower-scoring game. You're getting a goal, so on and so forth. If the total is six and a half, and you're betting a plus one and a half. I think long-term you'll make more money betting the money lines. Yes, yeah, I, I'm not going to dispute. Well, that's interesting topic. Very interesting. 
there's certain teams that are different. But put it this way, bro. Same with we were talking about the Phillies. I can't wait for hockey to start. <laughs> and the Vancouver Canucks were an ATM machine, bro. Like, seriously. It was rinse and repeat. Over one and a half first period, over five, six, five and a half, six, six and a half in a game, and Canucks to win at home. And when they're on the road, the plus one and a half. I feel differently about the plus one and a half in baseball. Because if a baseball game goes to extra innings, so what? They have this stupid runner on second base now, right? Yeah, we see it all the time, man. Teams put up six runs and stuff. It's a crooked number. You go to overtime in hockey, boom, you're plus one and a half. You got yourself an automatic winner. That's what I like about it. So, Good point. I, you know what I mean? For me, every sport is different. You can't say, oh, plus one and a half in baseball is the same thing as plus one and a half in hockey. No, every, well, every sport is different. But I, I am I a big know. fan of the plus one and a half with the pucks. And then you just pray to God you don't get screwed with the empty net. <laughs> I bet you we could probably pull some data that would say that there's a lot more uh, empty nets er earlier in the season than there are later in the season. The plus one and a half probably cash is better later in the season. There's a lot closer and tighter games. But to your point about baseball, I promise you, McKinnis, I promise you that the number of one goal games is bigger than baseball is one run games. A lot of one goal games in hockey. well, I think, I mean, I'm not a numbers guy like our buddy Steve Merrill, but I would say that it's because the numbers are a lot more consistent in NHL than they are in MLB, There's right? You can have one game that has 14 runs and, you know, right? Well, but, look, uh, it's like an average hockey game generally. I don't know what it was last year. I, I don't know. We can look it up. But, like, I don't know. It's generally what? It's like, like 6.2 6. goals. Is it six, up to 6.2? Okay. Something like, something like that, yeah. Well, I'd say baseball, like I think baseball is about like eight and a half, nine, right? See you know what I mean? There's less scoring, so that plus one and okay. a half means more. It's like getting plus yeah. one and a half in a soccer game. It means more. Yes. For sure. No, no doubt about it. And, Gabe, I wanted to say, because I don't want you to think I'm always going back to hockey. Uh, you're talking about the old, the old school people. You know, uh, a coworker of mine, Andy Lang, him and I always talk about just two-teamers or cross-sport parlays, and I see you do this as well. I've gotten really into that. And, you know, I talk with you every week, and, you know, I, I try and tell you, hey, Gabe, you know, I know this sport better than this sport and stuff like oh, that, yeah, but yeah. I still keep tabs on certain sports, right? Well, how about and this? And he's, yeah. he's a big F1 guy. He goes, man, Max Verstappen, some of these guys, some of these players, some of these UFC, he goes, it's just a weekly parlay piece for him. You know what I mean? And it's certain well, guys to make the cut or certain things and you can't deny it he's won nine straight races i do it so it's every sunday morning so basically it's like all right you take the game on saturday night on the money line you put for stop in sunday morning to win the race you wake up in the morning and you've got a winning bet I'm big at, the other thing is patience on the other one. Like, take a team on Thursday and Verstappen on Sunday. You know what I'm saying? But pay, wait for it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. Half 
back, passes to the center. Back to the wing. Back to the center. Center holds it. Holds it. Holds it. Halfback, passes to center. Back to wing. Back to center. Center holds it. Holds it. Holds it. I can't bear this any longer. I'm leaving. Dodgers win 9-1. I can't believe it. I had a same-game parlay. Dodgers to win and under 9.5. Every stupid run they scored, I knew. I was like, oh, no, please, no. Right? They just couldn't stop hitting home runs. <laughs> you know what, though? This is we were just talking about future betting. This is why betting on futures is good. Because whatever, I lost. I'm a dire Dodger fan. It's frustrating that it is 1-9-1. I didn't win money on a game. I didn't, I didn't do a million same-game parlays for this. I just did a quick one uh, before I was watching something else. I got caught up in stuff. So I had I gave it on the TV show earlier tonight. And, um, and uh, they end up winning 9-1. It is what it is. But on the plus side, I'm a step closer to going over 91.5 now with, uh, with 96.5 with the Dodgers. I'm going to lose the Blue Jay future at 91.5. But I have $1,000 on the Dodgers over 96.5 wins. And, you know, every win we get closer. And on the plus side, I jumped in on the Seattle Mariners uh, tonight when they were down 3 nothing. I took them plus 2.5. And, a half. and uh, the Seattle Mariners uh, cashed that ticket for me. So whatever. It goes, it goes both ways. It is what it is. The Athletics beat the Mariners 3-1. Final score. Andrew McInnes uh, kicking it with us. We were just talking about different, uh, different ways of approaching things and, uh, and betting. But let's get into... Um, Let's get into the CFL. Uh, we have the NFL coming up, and I'll get your thoughts on week one. Uh, but uh, I know you're on fire in the CFL, 10-3, and three, last 13 uh, picks uh, that you've made, uh, McKinnis. So let's keep it rolling uh, here uh, this week, and let's start off with Saturday's game between the BC Lions and the Montreal Alouettes is Vernon Adams returns to Montreal, a team that he used to play for and didn't believe in him. He's going to have a chip on his shoulder. I imagine the BC Lions are going to have a chip on their shoulder. The BC Lions are a pretty good football team, but they haven't looked like it the last two weeks. And Bill Walsh, the great San Francisco 49er coach, used to tell the Niners, too, like, I remember hearing Ronnie Lauder, I don't know, it was Randy Cross talking about Bill Walsh after a loss. And they said, you know, no, he was, he was very chill after they lost. And he said, but you better not lose next week. Right, it was about never losing two games in a row. It's a good way to look at bets, too, McKinnis. All right, you lost a bet, move on, but don't lose the next one. Let's go, right, keep it, keep it moving. But the coach of the, the BC Lions, uh, Campbell, he called him out after. And he goes, you know. I don't know who those guys were today. He goes, I'd never seen that. He goes, the lack of passion, energy, and everything. He goes, it was really surprising. He goes, I've never seen that from this group before. I don't know what it was. If they just thought they were going to go back home, because that's always the pattern. They lose. They go back home. They're 6-0 and straight up, ATS. They were flat. It was embarrassing. They were humiliated on their home field. Now they go to Montreal as three-and-a-half-point road favorites on Saturday. What are you doing with the game? I love that answer from Coach. I, I mean, I think that sometimes you got to just say, I don't know who the hell that was out there. That wasn't the team I'm used to seeing because that's exactly what I was thinking uh, as far as that game is concerned. Really, three of four they've dropped now. Not just one shocker, not two anymore. Three of the last four. Uh, but, Gabe, you know... We know my feelings about the Alouettes, and you and I have had uh, talks about this every week. You know, they're a team that uh, I think they've beaten middle of the pack and bottom of the pack teams, but getting BC in this position, I don't know if I really feel good if I'm the Alouettes. And honestly, if it wasn't for dropping three of the last four games, is this really the point spread we'd be getting uh, for the, uh, the the BC Lions? That's the question to me. Um, I do think the Alouettes are, are better than I have stated in the past, and they put up some big numbers, including that big game against the Rough Riders a few weeks ago. I'm always trying to keep you guessing when I join your show Gabe I've got another cross uh, sport parlay for you for today uh, in this one BC Lions money line minus 180 Cyril gone in the UFC minus 166 money line that's two teamer for plus 149 uh, I like both those those teams to get the job done or obviously fighter for gone I feel like he's kind of uh, he wins by decision I feel like for him it's kind of just keeping a separation don't get taken down 
down. His striking ability will win that one against Sergei Spivak. And BC Lions, to me, they're just too deep. They have too much to throw at the Alouettes. And honestly, I don't think the offensive line is strong enough to handle the BC Lions pressure, especially coming off a game like they're coming off of. So I don't want to get too cute here, but uh, we just talked about being patient. I think two different sports here. Cyril gone, BC Lions, plus 150. I tell you what, you're right. It's almost got to be a weekly thing now where you catch me off guard. I didn't see that coming. I didn't see a BC Lion money line parlay with uh, Cyril gone, but I like your style, and I, I don't have a problem with it. I see a minus 175 right now as well. I would rather lay the money line and, and cash that ticket. I think BC will find a way to win this football game. I think Vernon Adams has something to prove going back there uh, as well. And overall, they are a better football team, but it could be a very competitive game. I'm more comfortable with the money line here. You know, one thing, Montreal won a short week last week. Bringing Cody, you talked about, you know, was it the right decision to take uh, to, to Caleb Evans out to, at, at the quarterback position to change quarter, go back to uh, Cody Fajardo, but they had to. I thought he was a little rusty. We'll see, but I'll tell you what, if he doesn't play better, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have a problem going back to Caleb, actually. The offense moved with him. There was, I don't know, there was just something that seemed just a little bit more athletic, you know, him rolling out and running around a bit and stuff. Um, so it's rivalry week this week in the CFL. Labor Day weekend is like rivalry week in the CFL. And it's pretty nasty, actually. Like, BC and Montreal don't have a big beef. So they kind of get thrown together in here as sort of the knockoff game. But all the other ones are for real. Winnipeg and the Rough Riders, otherwise known as the Banjo Bowl, because as the uh, the Winnipeg uh, Blue Bomber said at the time, man, they're all a bunch of hicks and rednecks up there. It's the Banjo Bowl. So the Banjo Bowl goes down on Sunday night. Who do you like? Bombers are seven and a half point favorites. Total 47 and a half. The play I like the most in that game is over 47 and a half. Um, I do lean towards the Rough Riders, but Gabe, I, I can't do it with a third string quarterback. The biggest question is, uh, can Dugala, uh, if that's how you pronounce his name, um, can he repeat yeah, what we saw? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dugala, can, can we see him repeat the performance we saw against the BC Lions? Because that's a perform performance we haven't seen before out of him. You know, we saw him put up 13 points, 12 points, beat the Red blacks and then out of nowhere a 34 point performance against the bc lions now this is a lions team that we just spoke about that's struggling right now dropped three of their last four games defense has not looked the same but Dulagala with three passing touchdowns 239 yards and uh jamal morrow looked good on the ground as well I, that, that's why i lean towards the rough riders they're a good team at home you talk about rivalry week i don't want to read too much into that but i think that they will hang around but to me the best bet is the over 47 and a half. The Bombers are a great team. They always keep their foot on the gas pedal. But I talked about it with you in week one. The secondary is just not the same uh, for Winnipeg. But they'll allow points, but they'll get points as well, Gabe. Over 47 and a half, my best bet here. How about we try and look for a live number on Saskatchewan? Live number on the Rough Riders, says Andrew McKinnis. Uh, kicking it with us. All right, then we've got um, the Toronto Argonauts and the Hamilton Tiger Cats, the oldest rivalry in North American sports. Um, this is another real one. They don't like each other. It usually gets nasty. It's usually pretty fun. And in fact, we even saw the Argos, uh, remember the Argo player got into a fight with the Tiger Cat fans in the stands uh, last year. That was some fun stuff. Was that last year or two years ago? Whatever it was. Um, what do you think of that game? So, Gabe, I think that this is going to be the game where people are liking the underdog in this one, and I'm all over the favorite. I'm not buying what I saw from Hamilton. Good for them. You know, great performance. You know, a broken clock is definitely right twice a day, but it doesn't mean Hamilton's going to be right in back-to-back -back weeks. I know they're playing at home, but getting eight and a half against their, their rivals here, I think Toronto just has way too much to offer. They've shown it on a consistent week-by-week -week basis. They pretty much only had one flat game all year, and that was against the Stamps, and then they turned things around the next time they played them with a great effort and a great performance. I don't think that Hamilton and the running back core and what they were able to do last week is repeatable against this Argos team. 
you know, Argos team total, Argos on the spread, whatever you want to do, I feel like this game belongs to them. And, and I'm not buying in. I know it's CFL, but I will tell you, that's going to be the most popular dog of the week. And I think Winnipeg will be the popular favorite. Saskatchewan will cover, and Hamilton will lose by double digits. For people that are wondering what I said is the oldest rivalry, guys, we're talking about 1873, bro. <laughs> Think about it, McKinnis. Not 19. Not 19. 18. 18. <laughs> yeah, like, like you're saying, oh, I always throw you off guard when I talk about, like, you know, the, the old days in whatever league. Yeah, his days. Like I said, the Toronto Argonauts are the oldest team in North America. And they're actually, I guess it's debatable, but they're, I believe they're the second oldest team in the world. There's a, Scottish, cool. there's a Scottish soccer team that's been around since like something, I don't know, 1700s or something. Right? Like they, they were, it's, there's a Scottish soccer team that's been around. They, the, the people wondering, though, like, come on, football wasn't invented in those days, but uh, it was more uh, rugby type stuff. Right, it was it was more rugby-ish, but nevertheless, they were they were actually the Toronto Argonaut Rowing Club, <laughs> and whatever. And here we are now with the Argos, you know, whatever. Nearly 200 years later, 150 years later, it's pretty cool. The history. <laughs> so this game matters. Yeah, to say it, it, to say it lightly, this game does matter to these players. And people say, well, do do players care more about some games than others? We can, you know, Gabe and I will definitely, you know, vouch for the fact that this oh, these games does. this weekend matter. Because the fans, yeah, yeah, the players know, oh, yeah, the fans will be happy if we beat these guys. It's like, you know what I mean? It's like an Auburn, Alabama, Michigan, Ohio State thing. It's like, yeah, you know what? We beat the, we beat the Argos. That's good. Um, finally, in closing, I've been on the way, bro. Trey Ford. And Trey Ford we trust. This kid's unbelievable. Uh, he, he's starting quarterback. He wins on the road. Then he snaps. He goes back home. They snap the 22-game uh, home losing streak. It's not crazy when you play an 18-game regular season. It's not crazy to say that they can make the playoffs still. They just got to keep winning football games right now. This is, you know, now they're getting five against the Calgary team. It just keeps on shooting themselves in the foot like a Chicago White Sox fan. Um, what are your thoughts on this one? Calgary Stampeders, minus five, total 46. Gabe, it's hilarious. Before I came on with you, I replied to an Edmonton Elks uh, tweet from their Twitter account, and, and they said, in Trey, we trust. And I replied back and said, why did it take you long, so long to trust him? Because, uh, you know, this team, who knows what they would have been like if they had this guy starting earlier. Honestly, it's, it's, it's made that much of a difference. Um, it's been a real shame seeing how many QBs have gotten injured this year because they've been mobile and escaping the pocket. But what Trey Ford brings... You know, with obviously his passing arm, but also being able to get out on his feet and move. He had a rushing touchdown um, this past week. He brings a lot to that team. This one is a really interesting game, though, because this Stampeders team has been struggling nonstop, and they can't find wins. I feel like they will win this one, but I don't trust the spread. Best bet is the money or the over 46 and a half here. I'll ride the over streak with the Elks. All right, we'll wrap up on the other side with McKinnis and see if he's betting any of this FIBA basketball. World Cup, we've been slaughtering it. I think it was 9-1 last night, 6-2 the night before. This is Sports Rage. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? 
more confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. Shout out to our boy Stephen Lambert in Arizona. What's up, uh, Lambert? Good to see you. All right, Andrew McKinnis kicking with us, and uh, Lambert didn't like that D-back uh, beatdown at the hands of the Dodgers. Don't feel bad. The Dodgers are doing it to everybody. So, um, McKinnis, FIBA World Cup of basketball. You know, you know this. We talk about it. It's one of my strengths, and it just is. Unique tournaments, events, different things. And 6-2 and two, two nights ago. Nine and one last night, you know. So we're we're talking about a uh, like a fifteen and three run type of deal now, in the FIBA the FIBA World Cup. Just loving it, and uh, Canada is killing people now. The United States are up uh, tonight, and truth be told, I don't see any reason why the United States don't cover this number tonight. It's a lot of points. It scares people's off, but they're gonna murder Jordan tonight. That's a lot of points. That is crazy. I'll tell you what, Gabe, fully honest with you, I just started watching it over the past few days. I've been on the road and stuff. I don't like to bet on new leagues if I'm not watching these games. You know, completely honest with you, I have to be watching with my own eyes to learn how to bet them. The thing I've been doing so far in close games, and relatively close games, keep an eye on the point spread, I'm betting in-game unders. These second halves have been far better defensive basketball than the first halves. The first half looks like Harlem Globetrotter in an all-star game and the second half the coach says all right this is a real competition let's buckle down here the difference in live numbers in some of these closer games than what the opening numbers were it's why live betting i think can be really profitable if you manage your bankroll properly um and that's kind of what i've been doing even with canada i've been taking a look at some of the live unders on their opponents if they get off to a decent start on canada i was like they're not going to keep that up and i'll bet the live under on them but uh i'll be following along with you so let let me know what you're betting. I'll follow along with you. I'll tell you. USA is up to 47 and a half right now against Jordan. <laughs> 47 and a half now. Holy. USA Don't forget total, 114 and a half. They go over that. What's that, McKinnis? BC, Cyril gone. Moneyline parlay. All right, Lions and Cyril gone. Thanks, McKinnis. Bring it. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee.